Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We're too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. August 24th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen in studio this morning. Hope you're having a great start to your day. It's hot, gross, sticky already outside, so no morning break for uh, having some nice weather. But that's all right. Fall right around the corner. Nick Roush, how are you today? Mike, that mic is not on. Yeah, it sure is not on. Did you try the other mic? Try now, Nick. Hey. There we go. Oh. So Justin didn't turn it on. Wow, Justin. No, I turned it on. It's just, sometimes if I mute and unmute, it's good. It's the weirdest thing. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Hmm. But hey, it's good to see you. Good to see you all. Scoots Magoots. Thank you. Glad to be here. How are you, TJ? Good, tired for whatever reason. Had a good night's sleep. A little tired, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm doing swell. I'm excited to to talk on this Taco Tuesday. What'd you do last night, Justin? I worked. Well, I sat there. <laughs> Zero dollars in sales at the bar last night. Zero. Wow. Not not a single cent. So it's, pre- it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. You'd rather just be not crowded and not make more money. Uh, it's not nearly as fun, but sometimes you need a night like that where you just sit back and do nothing. Hey, I'm I'm all for it, especially on a Monday. Seems like it probably came at a good time for you. Roush, what did you get into last night? Uh, You know, chores. Putting, you know, laundry away, walking the dog. I think I'm going to get a bat box. Yep, you mentioned that yesterday. Okay. That's that's kind of where my life is right now, just mentioning things over and over again. <laughs> it was a busy day yesterday. There was a lot of stuff going on. And then uh, figuring out, you know, Duke stuff because the schedule's changing. Camp is over. Class started yesterday. So uh, they're going back to nightly practices or I guess afternoon slash night. So things are a little different. Yeah, yeah, so it getting, is. getting ready for that. Uh, and you'll have your first luncheon. Think they're going to have chicken parm? That was yesterday. Well, you'll have your first Stoops oh, Monday luncheon yeah, Monday. next week. I wonder if they're, because, um, you know, they're weird about COVID stuff. I wonder if they're going to still give us a lunch or not. That's a good question. Yeah, because at the uh, media day, they only, they had pastries, which I did not partake in. I was like, I'll just wait. They'll get it in. They'll put it into go box and hand it them out individually. It's so silly. They can, <laughs> they can, they can give you all lunch and everything will be okay. It'll be all right. Yeah. I hope How so. else are you going to eat their famous chicken parm if they don't serve it up to you? Be tough. What, what would where would all that chicken parm go? I know I chicken mean, parm farms are just going to be overstocked, overfilled. Varmin's going to get to them. It's just going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to be wild and crazy. I do want to talk about your 
Monday luncheon. Your Monday luncheon at Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. They used to do that at the Galt House, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and they've been at the Marriott the last couple of years. Okay, they've been at the Marriott the yeah. last few years. Yeah. yeah, I'd always cover it and always enjoyed it. Kind of just, it really felt like football season was really, really right there. Although, you know, we say that a thousand times in the, the offseason. First time I had a, uh, Tom Leach was an MC. Whoa. Yeah, Kent Taylor had the mic this time instead. Huh. A little different because. You know, I can't cover both teams. Yeah, what the hell is Kent you, ta- you, the, Wasn't he the, the, the... He was the Louisville Coaches Show yeah. with Bobby Petrino when he got fired. Yeah, with the graphic at the, the bottom breaking line. Breaking news, Bobby Petrino fired. I was going to say, yeah. But that's what made it even better whenever, uh, you know, he was like kind of taking some jabs at Louisville. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. When uh, I forgot you what... needed to get that out on Twitter. Let some U of L folks come after Kent Taylor. Oh, I did, I did, okay. uh, but I don't know. I don't think they picked it up. They were too busy like fighting over, you know, off the field stuff. Yeah, that's been a lot of my mentions lately. But uh, yeah, Kent Taylor said something. There was uh, talking about you know, I think somebody said something about getting a lot of wins, and Kim's like speaking of a lot of wins. This is a guy who's getting a lot of players from the city of Louisville, Vince Marrow. And, you know, the crowd goes wild whenever that happens. People love that. They do. They, do they really love do love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more interested in the quote that Mark Stoops referred to everything going on as a hiccup in the road. Yeah. It was a total Trevor Kelsey moment for him, right? As was it a bump in the road or was it a hiccup? That that that's what I was gonna say is I'm I'm not prone to extra hiccups when driving on the road. Hiccups I think can, less likely yeah. because you're you know you're not I don't know what causes hiccups, but I would think it has little to do with driving. Nah, it seems like for me it's drinking any sort of liquid and laughing. Okay. That seems like a I good would say way carbonated beverages get- probably play a significant role as well. Just the bubbles. Hiccups. I don't think that helps or not, but... Hiccups do stink. How do you all get rid of hiccups? I have a proven method. It's uh, you're, you, so, you're so full of it. I got no, one, it, too. It, it That's why I'm asking. It works for me every time. You tilt your head back, you relax your throat, and you let water slide down it. Mm. Or so, you can take you can take a drink upside down as well. I mean, that's, no, that's, I mean, that's basically it. Next time you all have hiccups, take you a spoonful of peanut butter and eat it. I promise they'll go away every time. Promise. Yeah, my way's a little bit easier for me. But some people don't not know as, how to relax. I'm not as tasty. I'm not buying either one of you all can do Try that trick. Then. Hold on, buddy. Can do that trick and they're just gone instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Not buying it. It's true. Yeah. I, I don't doubt it. that if you all do it a few times, eventually the hiccups stop, which kind of comes back to is it what you all are doing or is it just eventually the hiccups ran well, their course? I'm a big, I take like really super deep breaths because supposedly it's like your diaphragm needs to reset or something like that something along those lines so i just and then you know mo- well, most of the time they eventually go away but i've never everybody's a little foolproof method to say you do this bada boom bada bing maybe they work eventually but i don't i've never met anybody that it's just like every single time i do it the first time i do it they're done in my case the reason why i know it's like with their science behind it because uh when you have a baby Babies get hiccups all the time. I'm pretty sure Duke used to do it just to get attention whenever he was like, come on, over here, let's make it happen. I'm down here. Why don't you look at me? You give them uh, ginger, you give them this um, gripe, it's called gripe water, and it's the primary ingredient is ginger, and that's supposed to relax your throat, the muscles in your throat, so that they stop contracting, which causes the hiccup. 
So if you relax your throat, let some water run down it, boom, goes away. The muscle spasm stops. I, there's no science behind mine, TJ, but I'll tell you right now, the peanut butter method is 99.5% effective. Oh, it's only not worked like, one time. I like the 99.5, too. One so time it hasn't 99. worked. 99.9, Justin, yeah. 0.5. He's yeah. being, that's, that's when you know he's being honest with you. That's right. And Roush just won't back off his 100% effective. No. Well, that's because there's science yeah. behind it. Yeah, of course. But some people can't relax their throat, so it doesn't work for them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm just a genius. Yeah. Many, many, many talents. Well, that's a pretty nice luxury that if you have hiccups, you can just snap your fingers and then be gone. Yeah. Well, you can't do like now, suits. thanks to us. Well, again, no, it doesn't work that way for either one of you two, and you're both lying to everybody listening, but that's all right. That's all right. Everybody's got their methods. <laughs> if it works for you all, I'm happy. Do you want me to read the, the road. Full, Do you want me to read the full the full quote from Supso? Please. I know there's a few things going on out there right now, and we will get it straight. Promise you. I love this team. I love these players. None of them are perfect. That's for sure. We don't ever pretend to be. But you're going to love this team. This is a fantastic group. There are a couple of hiccups that are in the road right now, but I anticipate we'll get through those just fine and get everybody back on the football field playing. Yeah, it's a pretty big quote. And sure enough, just a couple hours later, it turns out that Vito was – did he plead guilty? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he got uh, a pot possession charge in July. Yeah. Um, which I was thinking about going the way that in this morning. In the city of Louisville, they're not – that's nothing. Like, they, they don't prosecute that. Well, he just got a ticket for it. You know, it wasn't like he was arrested – yeah, he's cited. Just got cited. A little for misdemeanor, it. yeah. And like possession of pot isn't a thing anymore in Louisville. The Commonwealth attorney doesn't do it. Shouldn't be a thing anyway. If this is Will Levis, we don't care in the slightest. It's if, only if because it's, it's exactly. It's yeah. only because he was already in trouble. And also Vito, just rolling through stop signs with a joint in your hand. You can't Dude, do that. Don't break yeah. the law when you're breaking the law, buddy. And then don't That's break right. the law when you don't break the law when you're breaking the law when you've already. Potentially broken, or yeah. maybe allegedly broken the law. That's triple jeopardy. Yeah, you know they, you can't now, do that. The one thing that uh, Jason Rowley did point out after sharing that was that so he he got two year two years of probation since the alleged incident that he was charged for last week happened prior to going on probation. That would not violate it. So legally. The, you know, nothing really matters with the pot thing. Like it doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with the other. It's just a bad look compounded on top of yes, a bad look. Like timing, very bad. Yeah, and especially with when the things got released and all that stuff. And like just the, I mean, if you scroll through KSR, I mean, it's like back to back. Like, I think I published that Stoops quote at two thirty, four o'clock. The news breaks about Vito. So you know. Also, shout out to all the people who. Man, our comment section's wild on that post. Well, I, it is. It is a wild, and and some of it was because like, oh, Matt Jones ain't going to report this. It's like, dude, nobody reported it. <laughs> they just we just found out, and it's because uh, he goes by Devito, like his full name's Devito Tisdale, and people don't, you know, that kind of, yeah. you know. But I don't think the B, uh, Bowling Green Daily News is scouring the the daily logs uh, from court looking for a guy that goes by a different name. That was one of the other things with the the break in story is that like people yeah and, and everybody's gonna 
say Blankenspaker, but it's more than just him with that, that are like, oh, the media covering up. The only way you'd know about that break-in and, ha- and be able to potentially report it is if you were literally listening to the police scanner at like 2.30 in the morning that night. Yeah. Because yeah. there was nothing else of substance government wise yeah. factually to go off of now i roush i'm sure if you hadn't heard you'd known probably people that had heard that there was a dust up there was an incident there was stuff going on and we talked about it in march and april of like hey you know something going on with Vito, and he maybe yeah. got in a little bit of trouble he's not with the team but hopefully it's not going to be anything that's going to keep him out an extended period of time it, we knew that there was something, but what do you what do you want us like? What do you want journalism people to do? Force people into talking? You, you can only go off what factually you can get: police reports, arrests, yeah, citations. You you can do the Eric Crawford story, but you're only going to do that after there's official charges. Like you're not just going to hearsay something down when there's nothing else to talk yeah, about. Yeah, because imagine doing that and then like no charges ever get filed. Yeah, I mean that's as like sensationalist something can can get some national Enquirer type stuff yeah and again i'm not going to be the one going out there and giving out journalism lessons but this idea of like oh this this it finally got out despite people trying to cover it up (laughs) it's just wild and a lot of times this is how stuff i mean the charges coming five months later is kind of weird like that that's a little strange um but that story not getting out i don't think is all that and guys also getting a ticket for pot like i I'm sure there's been guys that have gotten alcohol citations too that we don't hear about. Now, some of them we do hear about and they're kind of funny. Like, remember the taco meat guy tried tackling a mailbox when he was drunk? Remember that? No, I did not. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a funny story. Also, the people who like, Stoops is all this stuff that's happened under his watch. It's like, there are 120 college kids. Like, you're going to have a punter go out and get too wasted. Remember Matt Patton? Matt Patton? He had that one? Yeah. Yeah, it happens. But um, I think the what there was a – the reaction to Vito having a uh, a marijuana possession charge, on Twitter it was almost universal, oh, who cares? On, on In other outlets like Facebook or comment section, it was, get him out of here. He's that, a bad influence. He's gone. That's what I was going to say is that, like, I – to to me, the running the stop sign is just as bad as having pot in the car. I would even say worse. It's more dangerous, right? Yeah, and you can make a case like if he was stoned, if he was smoking while driving, but the cop didn't get didn't say he was doing those things. Yeah. So yeah. we have to go off that. So based on what was reported, yeah, running the stop sign is just as bad as having a tiny little bit of pot in the car. Again, different cities even in the state and certainly a hell of a lot of states throughout the country, that's getting ignored. And you're yep. probably going home still with that little bit of pot in your car. Um, the running the stop sign, not cool. Like, you know, they, they have those traffic laws out there for a reason, Vito. You should uh, do your best to try to follow them. If people are like, well, that's the tip of the iceberg for me. He was alleged to have hit women. And did he or did he not? I hope the facts come out on that because that probably, at least in my opinion, determines whether or not personally, and it doesn't matter for me, but personally if I'd want him at UK or not. But we don't know what's true about that just yet. 
and it's not my call regardless of how that unfolds. But if that's your tip of the iceberg, I think your priorities are a little out of line. And if you're saying, well, this kid clearly demonstrates poor decision-making and it's just he he could be a liability, it's maybe best to go our own separate ways. Potentially the staff comes to that same conclusion, and if they do, they're the staff, they're, they're in charge to make decisions like that. But again, as a 19, 18, 20-year-old kid, people make poor decisions. Now, if you cross that line and you are going around assaulting people, pointing guns at people's faces, that's a different level of bad decision-making that should have different consequences. But again, we're, we, we'll hope that this stuff gets sorted out, the truth comes out. But the, the July report means absolutely nothing to me. The July citation means nothing to me. Don't care about it. I'm still all my focus in terms of this situation is on what happened in March and getting the truth out. And we talked a lot about the Eric Crawford story yesterday, Roush. Uh, I've seen more people kind of discussing it, breaking it down. And there's people are a little curious about some of the stories in it. And it's stuff we pointed out yesterday, but uh, not to discredit the story necessarily, but I, I do think if this was the court of law, you, you're going to need a hell of a lot more than what we've got so far. Man, you know one thing that I, when writing that story yesterday, I uh, stumbled upon. Did you see the judges in this case? Well, I, I tell tell I did, but I didn't put it together. So, so it's the ju- the Fayette District Judge that uh, arraigned them on Friday. They're having a preliminary hearing on Wednesday. Is Judge Joe Bovier? Okay, who's that? Uh, it's David Bouvier's dad. Oh, yeah. Judge Joe, and he went by Bovier, and Lamar Thomas just changed the way Bouvier pronounced his name, basically. But yeah, it's Bouvier's dad. Uh, now, Judge Joe, like, this guy is by the book, um, but, you know, would you rather wow, have... Wow, what an interesting twist. <laughs> would, you, would you rather have a former player's dad as your judge? Probably. Yeah, I mean, absolutely you would, but also if you were the ones that filed these charges, I'd be like, wait a minute. (laughs) I I don't feel like I'm getting a fair shake there. And then on the flip side, I could also see, like, I wouldn't imagine the judge would go out of their way to... I wouldn't either. To, like, to to be extreme one way or another, but wouldn't it be, like... Quite the wouldn't it be quite John Adams of him if he's like, hey, my son used to be on the football team and I'm going to get these players in trouble. Except John Adams defended the people in the Boston massacre, so not totally the same. But you get at least the uh, I see going against against the grain, there, yeah, sort of, yeah, sort of yeah. comparison. I think it's a fun coincidence more than anything because like this dude's been a judge forever. You know, he's not going to. I think there's a lot of hardcore Cats his... fans thinking that we're gonna get it, baby. We yeah. got we got the we got our guy on the inside. <laughs> that is it. That's super interesting. <laughs> but yeah, you better write about it, or else Blankenspaker is gonna come after you. Oh, I did. It was in the post yesterday. I just it no was just a media even wrote about the fact the judge is a former player's dad. Yeah, it's been his job for like 20, 30 years. He's a judge. But, probably wouldn't be the first time, right, that there's probably been some football players in his court. Oh, of course not. Yeah. He's a district judge. He handles junk like this all the time. He gets P.I. Like, all the really dumb stuff goes to district. Like, district court handles all your tickets. Your uh, I, I think DUI might be as severe as it gets. Uh, but, yeah, you, district courts gets all the – whenever I fought my, my parking ticket 
uh, a few years back. It was in district court. That's kind of where stuff like that happens. But um, You went to court to fight a parking ticket? We had this discussion. Remember the night I got punched in the face? Oh, no, yeah, you weren't there. The, he's not Trevor. Yeah. He can't He can't take all Trevor. Confirmed members. I am not Trevor. Yeah, yeah it was a not crazy yet, You don't have to go through it. We can, we can discuss it. Yeah, but, time. you know, the, it, it was, the sign was hidden. Behind a gotcha. tree, like 10 feet up. I gotcha. didn't see it. They still towed my car. I was Then he was wearing off. a wig and got punched in the face. No, was not wearing a wig. <laughs> you were <time>. wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I forgot about that part of the story. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, I, if you think that like a judge is going to jeopardize his career over stuff like this, then that, that would be dumb because just from conversations with – I talked to a guy who is a retired – parole officer and he's like oh yeah this is probably going to end up being nothing that's kind of how these things work out you get kind of a big charge it gets plugged down you do the diversion program or parole or whatever it might be so so going back tying this all together going back to stoops quotes yesterday at churchill downs for the kickoff luncheon which we'll we'll talk more about because there's more pieces of news from that do you agree that all these players will be playing for UK football at some point this season? Yeah, I do. And I think most will be playing by that Missouri game, if not even before then. I say we do the old Alabama two series. Yeah. Yeah, uh, two series. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to punish them, but we want to let them know we're serious. Well, they already series. miss 11 weeks like basically all of spring football and then now they're going to miss another kind of week of practice so yeah I don't really feel bad for them necessarily for having to sit out some even if it's just like totally yeah assuming it was just like this altercation at a party there were no guns there were no people getting punched left and right and whatnot then to some degree like hey you still put yourself in a bad situation you didn't have to be in that situation it didn't have to unfold the way that it did so even if all these charges out there and your name kind of got dragged through the mud a little bit, which isn't totally fair. If it works out to be that way, then, Hey, your punishment was having, you you had to miss all this time. And that's fair for just being at the wrong place, wrong time, doing the wrong thing. Uh, Now, if it ends up being more serious, you, or the, they, they find out it's more serious or he gets charged, whatever it may be, or gets, I guess, convicted at that rate, then, then you you're you're talking about that conversation differently, um, and the two series thing, bit of a joke. But we'll see when we'll see what actually comes out, and then you you can kind of make your determination or your opinion based on that. But I do agree with you that I think at the end of the day, I don't think you're going to see anybody get dismissed from the team for this. There could be a situation where maybe they just say with veto, is is it. Would it be better for you just to start new somewhere else, new campus, new coaches, new student body, all that sort of stuff? Potentially. Maybe maybe they'd ultimately decide that. But I think every player, if I'm guessing today, I think every player has the opportunity to play for UK at some point this season. And uh that's that that will be good, assuming you know, assuming it shakes out one certain way. Because they have missed a lot of time. And for some of them it's probably not totally fair. But uh but that's the way that these things work. So it was interesting to hear Soup say that. It seems like he's super confident. Uh, now it's been a couple quotes, if I'm not mistaken, of him showing like, hey, I'm going to kind of have my guys back, at least in this situation. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how – I'm curious what's going to happen at this hearing tomorrow, but I, I would assume that we should get some more clarity on Wednesday. Um, 
But we do, we do have a few more things to get to from that lunch and, and uh, some breaking news late last night on uh, college football that could uh, could mess around with the Governor's Cup a little bit. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Well, we will get back to that tease from Roush, which I'm excited to hear about. We want your text into the show, 502-414-1450. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Roush from the South End, it's like a 45-minute drive. Well, you're also the rich kid of us all. So. What, the oh. that? what the hell is that? What the hell is that? drives him to Salsa He's got a lake house and owns, horse, and owns racehorses. The rich kid. Give me a break. <laughs> kind of sounded like Trevor's laugh there in the middle of that... Uh, the beginning of that song. Yeah, not as raspy though. It was pretty raspy. If there's some way, can any way you can replay it, Justin? Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man. Just like after we were kind of laughing, and then it went into the songs laughter. <laughs> I could totally be Trevor's laugh. Nah, I don't see it. That's more of like yeah. a creepy Halloween laugh. That if you. I, Totally could be that Trevor. That I promise we could have Trevor mock that. We wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> and sometimes he does do that force fake laughter, which I do yeah, too. For, I do too more. from time to time. It's really mocking. <sighs> maybe off the beginning laugh, but he'd eventually roll into it where it wouldn't sound so. Maybe, uh, maybe eventually congested. Yeah, he'd have to clear out some of the bats in the cave before he got there. <laughs> but absolutely, yeah. All right, uh, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Salsaritas has two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-thru, as we are always quick to mention. And drive-thru and uh, pick up your tailgate table, your nacho tailgate table. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you could – you could do that, which would be great. They're doing that for uh, all football season, starting now. Nacho table tailgate. They'll just provide everything you need to feed a lot of folks, a lot of nachos. It's clean. It's easy, easy to pick up. It'll be waiting for you. You can order online on the app, or you can call 502-356-9468. 502-356-9468. Don't forget, download the app. It's going to save you some money. they got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. And the Taco Tailgate is the play for this fall and this football season. And uh, fantasy draft season, as a matter of fact. You've mm-hmm. got I've got my first draft on Friday. Nice. My first one Saturday. I will say that's like I we, we do we do love the big guy, but not having to hear about eight different fantasy leagues. Yeah. Uh, my first draft was in April. <laughs> Nobody does that. Uh, that's one thing I will not bring for this show. We're I, a, I will not tell you my fantasy pick. We're a much more normal fantasy radio show now without the big guy. Rutherford was giving crap about it last week. Like, you're in that league? Well, then you just have your players playing against each other. Yeah, exactly. Tre- Trevor's, yeah. Trevor's logic was, well, I only worry about my players in that said game, so I don't care 
It's like, but at, but that's the point. <laughs> you get to enough players in said games, the conflict of interest is right. like you can't root. You you have to root for some teams to fail, ultimately. But first one on Friday, then the following one a week later. Been doing some mock drafts. It just seems like every year I know less and less about the NFL. That was one thing I said. I've said this before. That was one thing about when I did play video games, playing Madden or stuff like that, or NBA mm-hmm. 2K. I knew I could tell you all the players, could tell you their teams, could tell you that. I can't tell you how many times I'm doing a mock draft and I'm like, oh crap, he's on that team. No, oh, yeah, he's. I forgot that he got traded over there. He got signed and picked up as a free agent. Just take Najee Harris. You'll win. It's gonna really pain me seeing Jamal Williams on the Lions. He was kind of like the Packers uh, yeah, one-two back with Aaron Jones. And I remember he went there, but again, you know, months passed, so I, I forgot right. about that, it. I think but, that's the biggest thing is that the stuff happens in, like, March. Yeah, and then four, five, six months pass, and then you're like, oh, now let's charge these kids from a party. No, wait, now the season's starts. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I, like, I'm super obviously high on DeAndre Swift, but now it's like, oh, wow, Jamal Williams is going to be there. I, I'm not – He's going to get some goal line carries. He'll get uh, third downs. Yeah, he'll get thir- plenty yeah. of third downs as well. So, yeah, th- I'm I'm excited for fantasy. I'm kind of doing last minute prep and studying and mock drafts, but learning learning plenty. So the Salsaritas Taco Tailgate, great for fantasy drafts as well. So give them a call. Give check them out at one of their two locations in Louisville for their wildly addictive chips. Roush, I want to hear how the Governor's Cup is being impacted. Well, here's the thing. Um, there's this thing that's going to break this morning that's been talked about for like weeks and weeks at a time. What? It's called the Alliance of oh. American Football. Wait. We are back. What? Those, those pennants that we had, the, the Birmingham Iron? They're coming back. The Arizona Hot Shots. No, this is a different alliance. Alliance between the Big 12, yeah. Pac-10, whatever, the, and the Big 10. Yeah, the big the Big no, Twelve didn't get in. No, right? it's, it's big. A, it's ACC. Big Ten, ACC, and Pac Twelve. It's, I mean, it's, you can tell that it's ran by a bunch of guys who have just become conference commissioners for the first time. All three of them are in their first year. The SEC adds to Oklahoma, and Texas, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we got to do something." But you know what? We value education and other things besides sports in the Big Ten. So we're going to find some like minded folks. We're going to get together and. What does it mean? Well, it could mean nothing. It's probably going to mean nothing. I would be willing to say that this is just a great, this is a fun PR stunt. But what they could do, in theory, that there's been whispers about, and that's the thing, is unlike the SEC where they did all this stuff behind closed doors and within a week, you know, it's done deal, Texas and Oklahoma and the SEC. This has been like weeks in the making, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, well, we could do this, but we could do that. Nothing's set in stone because right now, Big Ten and Pac-12, they play nine conference games. Their goal is to potentially schedule games between one another. So, you know, an alliance challenge or one game a year, a non-conference, you, you play a non-conference team. They've talked about maybe, okay, well, we can maybe drop a game and play eight, and then that way one of those uh, non-conference games is against either a Pac-12 team or an ACC team. The reason how, I mean, if this does come to fruition and they blow up a bunch of contracts, because as you recall, 
Uh, pretty much every non-conference football game is scheduled eight years in advance. Mm-hmm. So Dumb. they would have to rip up the contracts, pay out some money to get this scheduling model. And if they did that, you could potentially have Louisville's non-conference game, their big one with Kentucky, that could potentially be put in jeopardy because they would the ACC in this alliance would have to take priority to other conferences instead of the traditional rivalries in the SEC. So, so teams like Georgia Tech and Clemson also would would be dealing with something similar. Right, right. Now, Florida State. I ultimately think that if the ACC stays at eight games, they would they could still do this. They would just be stuck with playing ten Power Five teams in a schedule mm-hmm. instead of nine. Uh, but either way, it's something to think about. I, to be quite frank, TJ, I think this is nothing. I think it's only PR. I don't think anything's going to come of it. The language of it will be what I'm most interested in. Is this alliance, are you legally obligated to follow it, these rules, and these is there laws, money? these bylines? Is there a split of money? Yeah, like that's the it, big thing. That's going to be another huge one. And is there, more importantly, language that – now that we've joined this alliance, no one team can leave this. No one university can leave this alliance or without one conference. Such, or, with, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not one conference, not one school, which would be more important because you would think, hey, we're going to make this alliance like strength in numbers. No need for any of you all else to go to the SEC. This is the Boston Colleges, the Louisvilles, the Northwesterns. Uh, certainly you can throw in pretty much all the Pac-12 schools, all things considered, with the exception of maybe like Oregon and USC. But this is a bunch of the have-nots saying, hey, uh, Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State. Stay put, David. Please don't leave us. Look, we're in it together. But where the meat of this is going to be is – what's the legality of this alliance? Is it in in like good friendship and – just let's shake on it, pal. Or is it actually binding that we're making these rules, our teams are going to follow them, and if they don't, we're going to make sure to put in some huge financial stipulations, whatever. And why wouldn't they invite the SEC to this alliance? Kind of rude. They're mad at the SEC. Why didn't the old Big 12 get a call? Um, How badly you think Big 12 was like, please let us in. <laughs> Come on. We still got some juice, baby. Come on, Baylor, show them your national championship ring. I mean, it really is just like, okay, conference realignment's happening. Okay, guys, we let's stop it from happening. We can't let this happen. We're going to get left behind, so let's make an alliance. Maybe I sound dumb in a year from now where cold takes exposed, but this this feels like a bunch of noobs coming on the job and trying to save some face. Would you even call it potential mumbo-jumbo? Yeah, no. Oh. Definitely mumbo-jumbo. Adam Rittenberg said that uh, it'll be announced at 2 o'clock. No widespread college football scheduling principles outlined yet. Too many contracts in place. The uncertainty about potential expanded college football playoff model. Individual leagues could still make adjustments. So, basically, everything you said along those lines. This is not going to be surprising. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN follows up. Says, have heard from the start. And reiterated last night and this morning, the Pac-12 of the three leagues is the most engaged, and uh, they're the ones that are driving this. 
Yeah, because they're the farthest behind. Like, th- th- this is really a have-nots trying to catch up to the haves. I just love it that it's... Like, we have strength in numbers, guys. This is how we catch up to the SEC. It's two conferences that are were also just completely laughed at and ridiculed last, last year for decision-making and having to kind of adjust on the fly. <laughs> so definitely the two conferences I want to have to... Oh. Oh, Very quickly and hastily put together an alliance conference. ACC just somehow make sure Clemson, Florida State don't leave, and you should be good. That's really what they're doing. Like that's all you really you don't have to go team up with the Big Ten or the Pac-12. Most embarrassing. This is for the Big Ten. Like, hey, Big Ten, I thought you had. You have to go make alliance with the ACC and Big or the Pac-12. I thought you were better than those conferences. Huh. Funny how that works. All right, text into the show, 502-414-1450. Yeah, so I, I, I doubt that the Governor's Cup would be would be canceled or that's anything to worry about, at least anything for the foreseeable future. But plus we need we need the easy win. We need the easy out of conference win. Definitely. See. Gotcha. You wanna read some text? Sure. 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. A texter says, dang, I missed my chance to take the KRC, so suck it, Trevor. You know, every time Kentucky has bad press, Louisville's often right behind them with bad news also. I don't know if they meant that for the Mike Rutherford show. Mm, probably. But that's the thing about the KRC text line. We're open 24-7. Yeah. Open for business. And I don't know if it's like an every time Kentucky has bad press, Louisville's right behind. I think it's just kind of a three-month cyclical thing that Louisville gets in trouble with something. So it's not so much like when Kentucky does it that Louisville follows. It's just that you can set your watch to it. Every few months, Louisville's going to have some sort of issue. It's like the equinoxes, you know. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know? It's like a half crescent. Yeah. You just got to wait. It's going to come back again. Just wait till the summer solstice. But uh, Got a new one coming around. But that's the thing. When you get Kentucky football players and coaches doing silly and stupid things, it takes out some of the fun of always being able to laugh at UofL. Yeah. So, you know. Shape up. Shockingly, UK's athletic director doesn't have any plans to talk about anything that's gone on Man, with the he, university. He got thanked yesterday, but he didn't talk at the luncheon. He got thanked? Yeah. They were like, thanks to – there's a lot of just, you know, butt slapping at those events. Big shout out to Mitch Barnhart and everybody claps. And our corporate sponsors. It should have been booze. Shame on those folks. No, you don't have to boo Mitch Barnhart. <laughs> There's no denying he's he's done good things for Kentucky. It would have been funny if there was one guy, kind of like Michael Scott, in the play, just booing the... Yeah. <laughs> Saw you up there. You were booing. <laughs> There's <laughs> another guy. A lot of people yeah. are booing. <laughs> Which oh. uh, I had somebody who just has their own Michael Scott account. Respond to the veto news. We sure it isn't Caprese salad. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Should have been a retweet. Yep, yep. Uh, Texter says, what guy Roush's ex-girlfriend all hot and bothered the most? Almost dunking in warmth or taking a charge in adult red league? Major Michael Scott votes with the story. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't feel like that got talked enough about. Not that your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend was at the game. It's that, like, you felt... So anxious to tell us all that she was there and she caught a little bit of the old freak show. It's it's, it's radio. Come on. We can play this up. Come on. I just, I'm glad that you're that open with us and that clearly. I'm just, you got somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) 
after Roush like scores the game winner. I just want to know why you couldn't have waited till after we ate the shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how much I love it. I haven't been able to have it since. I mean, come on. I just need some bread. <laughs> we, just, we don't have bread. <laughs> Roush gets the, the game winning point. Good day. <laughs> Is that coming back, Righteous Gemstones? Uh, you know, that's one show I haven't heard much about. I yeah, did see same. that Barry started shooting yes, again. Yes, and make no mistake about it, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Coming, coming back, back in November. October. Or I, is it October? I thought it was October, but yeah. Either way. Yeah, either way. Survivor and Oh, yeah, TV, TV seeding up, and then you get football. It just feels like, why don't we have a lot of these good shows in the summer where we desperately kind of need stuff to happen? Because they're like, oh, well, summer ratings are down because people go out on vacation and do things. Mm. But n- really, what they don't realize is it's so miserably hot that you can't even go outside. Yeah. So, suck it, summer. Mm. Get the hell out of here. Man, it was scalding yesterday, too. Yeah, I got a 6 o'clock volleyball game today. It's going to be miserable. Ooh. Godspeed. It, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's, it's bad. The heat's bad. Go away. Get out of here. Football season's coming. You better get. Texter says, where are we? Hey, fellas. Oh, yeah. Podcast listener Tim here. With the return of students to campus, gone are the... I don't even know what that word is. This must be the English teacher listener. Yeah. Halix? Man, I've I've never seen that word in my life. Halcene. Halcene, days of summer in Lexington. Halcene. Halcene. Now, what was? Can we get a definition? Denoting a period of time in the past that was idyllically happy and peaceful. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, the days are nice when kids aren't on campus and like seeing no traffic. Halcyon. Yeah. The Halcyon. <laughs> imagine days of some kid in the spelling bee getting that bad boy. <laughs> oh, they're probably getting a second. You're just getting dinged instantly. Language of origin. What if they gave you just a really tough word and they just dinged you before you even started? Because they were like, this little dork's not good. No it. way. Yeah. Look at them. Don't get me wrong. The fall is great with football and all. And the city goes as the university goes. But Lexington is just a better place with students out for summer break. Really oh, is. make no mistake about it. it Basically, really what nice. you're saying is that, like, I like my big city with the amenities for X amount of people when 25, 50% of that is gone. Yeah, everybody would say that. Like, I love Louisville traffic in the summer. It's nice. Yeah. No buses in the mornings? No buses in the mornings. No. It just takes it's everything smoother and better. I don't doubt that. And I, that Roush and I have talked about this a couple times. Yeah, but being a student. Being a student summer. in summer in Lexington was really an oasis. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. No traffic, could park anywhere you wanted. It was a halcyon. <laughs> totally was to- total halcyon. Texter says, oh, getting back to football talk here. Nick, how has Cummings blocking been there at the open practices and scrimmages? Sounds like a lot of hype for how well he's transitioned to tight end. Also, how well can the pass rush, how, how well has the pass rush been during the scrimmage? I know they can't hit the QB, but were they able to get any noticeable pressure on Levi Jeans? Well, I will say that I couldn't see the scrimmage with my own two eyeballs. We're not allowed to watch those. Uh, but I will add that Brad White kind of spoke at length about, this wasn't yesterday, this was last Thursday, about how, when he was asked about the pass rush, just like, I, 
It's hard to tell, man. Like they're doing better, but like I can't. It's something you can't simulate because even when guys are making plays and getting back there, you still have to finish the play. That was kind of that's been Jordan Wright's mo. He's good at getting back there, doesn't always finish the play. So um, hard to judge the pass rush. And the thing with Cummings is, you know, they aren't asking him to do a ton of heavy lifting on the blocking side of things. Where when he's in the game, I'm not saying every time he's going out for a pass, but usually there's also other guys there to to help. Like the if if there's two tight ends, if they're going to run it, they're probably going to run it to the other guy's side. But it's been fine enough. Um, and and I know at least in Vince Merrill's case, you know he was. Normally, he is a P.T. Barnum. He'll toot the horn of his guys as quickly and as loudly as possible. But he was like, you know, most receivers, they're soft when they go down there. But I'll, I'll give him credit. He's He's been up to the challenge. So, uh, no, I, I, I don't anticipate that being a problem with Cummings. But the pass rush, that is a huge point of emphasis this fall, and you don't really know until you know. You know? So, well, first on Cummings, uh, also maybe you could – I agree with everything that you said. What I'd add to it is also you could have a little fun with it where it looks like it's definitely a run situation. Oh, Cummings is in. That's a little nerve-wracking. It's third and one, and you could kind of sneak him out, and boom. You know, you, yeah. you, you where everybody thinks it's a run, and he could get punished blocking or having an important role in the block – he blocks for a second, releases wide open in the Whoa, flat play for a touchdown. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it feels like I've seen Ram do similar plays to that with Higby. And, and it feels like Aaron Rodgers. That's like a oh yeah to the bad with, tight end. Yeah. yeah, with big Rob Tanyan, although he's turned into the good tight end now, that's true. which is crazy. Never would have thought a million years that happened. And then to the second point on the on the pass rush. Have you heard good things at least? I know you haven't been able to see it, but do you like what you're hearing from the coaches? I know Josh Pascal got hyped up a little bit yesterday. Yeah, during yeah. The- it's the way that they've talked about Weaver and Wright too. It's it's just having it be you know the consistency of it without having to to bring four in. The way White talked early in the off season too is that he's probably going to be able to get a little bit more exotic than normal this year because he can trust his safeties a little bit more. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of experience. I mean, Luckett was tweeting out some stuff yesterday of just how many guys that they have. It's a long list. You know, like uh, the depth, the experience there. They know this football game pretty well. So White should be able to dial up a few more pressures than what he normally likes to this fall. Uh, just Just a quick run through here. Uh, the Wildcats have three starters on the transfer portal, three super seniors, and nine total defensive or nine starters in their fourth season of college football and offense. Excuse me. Well, so uh, yeah, only five underclassmen in the two deep on offense. I thought that was defense. I read that wrong earlier, but still, a lot of experience. Tons. I think the youngest player starting would be J.J. Weaver, if healthy. Whew. J.J. Weaver and Carrington Valentine were both class of 2020 guys. They would be the only two underclassmen. What about Wallace? Probably not going to start. Probably not if Jones is healthy, but I have a, you know, you're splitting hairs because he's going to play a lot of snaps. I can't wait to watch that guy develop. Yeah, he's going to be a monster. And then maybe Oxendon gets the start technically, either him or Aboule at that third 
defensive tackle spot, but you know we'll we'll see. Exciting! They're, they're stuff rotating all a lot of guys there, but yeah. And uh, in a week, we'll gosh, what are we? Eleven days away. Mm-hmm. Real close. Next week's gonna stink. Well, it it, it kind of. It's gonna be to, good, but it's gonna be long. Well, today we're supposed to speak with Liam Cohen today, uh, but he was having a baby yesterday, so I don't know if we will. I don't know. Well, uh, we'll see. He missed the the wow, election because they, they were moved to Lexington and have a baby. They didn't waste any time at all, did they? There's a lot of people who do the math on, you know, it's that's weird. Do the math. Oh, nine months ago he was just getting hired. I wonder where the baby came from. Like, oh guys, come on, it's gross. He did the same thing with Terry Wilson. Like, oh, this was been right after the Louisville game. It's like the Michael Scott had to have the afternoon delight. Couldn't couldn't wait till the evening. Yeah, uh, no, I don't think anybody's really serious about where Liam Cohen has a baby, but we are serious in congratulating him. Exciting stuff for the UK offensive coordinator, and will who knows how many years, but at least uh, the beginning of that child's life will be in Lexington, Kentucky. Great place to to be born and to raise a family. All right. Hour one done. Let's do the daily double here. We'll come back for hour number two. More texts into the show, 502-414-1450. I've got a few more things written down. I'm probably ready to move past the the UK gun story, but we've got plenty more to get to, but that doesn't mean we have to. I know there's plenty of other texts into the show. This is a show for the people, by the people, so you all let us know what you want to talk about, and we'll do it in hour two of KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. I should have been in by 10. Now I won't get out until Sunday. I'll have to say I stayed with friends. Oh, but it's a habit worth forming. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Keep the text flowing on in. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450 is the text line. You send them in. We read them on the air. That's how it works. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. But if those times don't work for you, then download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search Kentucky Roll Call, and we'd love to have you join us on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, which is uh, to some degree just kind of turned into people posting their golf pictures or their vacation pictures, which I don't have an issue with uh, either either of them or any of them, as a matter of fact. Don't forget so. the polls, too. A lot of polls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are some polls. Well, quite literal polls. Uh, polls where people vote on, and then somebody just sent a picture of a telephone pole <laughs> at one point. That's true. Yeah. Lightning. So you uh, you get a little you get a little bit of everything on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, and we appreciate the folks that are there as we close in on a uh, a new big round number, which is nice. Eight hundred. No, no big deal. All right, um, Roush. Where do you want to go to start hour two? Uh, to San Jose. 
Do you know they, the way to San Jose? I'll go. I'll go back to my list. So everybody that was super pumped up and jazzed up for the fan fest. Oh no! Sorry, folks. It's been postponed. Yep. Yeah. That's planning it for Sunday at eleven. Yeah, just wasn't a good idea. Gosh, it kind of just feels like it's kind. It's kind of embarrassing. You planned it for Sunday at eleven, and I think you gave what two weeks notice. Yeah, no, but like, you know I mean? like then, you... that that falls into the 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 part of like that's this is not good. Like who who signed off on all this? Well, that's. I think this also goes to show you too that whenever all of the nil walls were passing and everybody was, oh my gosh, they can do this and they can do that. And it's like, well, they can do it, but the logistics of actually executing it are difficult. It's a full-time job. And uh, even though they partnered up with that pro camps mm-hmm. organization, things weren't, this, this first and, and, try and just the, wasn't a smooth rollout. The, the details of it, like, all right, three-point and dunk contest, cool. We don't want to not see those things, but, like, what else you got for us? What else is worth the ticket price? That was it. And it just had a list of the names. And it wasn't even all of them at that matter, uh, for that matter. I, it, it's You want Kentucky to be, like, kings of the nil. Mm-hmm. Mitch Barnhart already has us behind in that regard to some degree. But, like, if you're a U.K. basketball player, you should be, given U.K.'s fan base, given what we know, how often U.K. fans will travel, tournament games, the whole the whole shebang, if you're a U.K. basketball player, you should make more off your name, image, and likeness than pretty much any other player on any other team in the country. Obviously, there'll be exceptions with that. And it just doesn't seem like Kentucky, from a nil standpoint, is off to, like, an amazing start. And I thought this event was going to be cool. We'll say it is going to happen. It is going to happen. Yeah. They will be doing this. Yes. Okay, so it's not canceled. No, not canceled. And uh, I think the goal, bigger and better. Okay. So this was just like, a, this ain't it. Let's hit the drawing board again. Yeah, we've and come back with a little bit. Yeah. That's that's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I do think that there is a there is a formula to get people excited. I think you go to Memorial Coliseum and do this if you can get in the facility. Yeah. You 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 hype it up, try to get like a big name select. You don't have to have like a concert or something, but you know, try to get as many big names there where people just want to be around them. And then first what you really got to do, the three-point contest, all that stuff's cool. We got to see some like live basketball action. Doesn't have to be five on five, full on sprinting. Although that'd be great. Like, hey, and at the the last thirty minutes is going to be a live scrimmage of the ones versus the twos or something like that. Ooh, what about a game of twenty one? A uh, game of twenty one or knockout? Be neat, but they wouldn't take it all that serious. Yeah, knockout should be at a minimum. Yeah, like that Knockout's should just that, great. That, like, like while they transition from event to event, game of knockout. Yeah, just real quick. That'd be nice. But you know I, what I think would be really cool? High stakes game of pig is two on two. Yeah, two on two would be nice. Because, like, you know competitive juices would be enough where they're going to try, but they're not probably going to try to kill themselves doing it. And then, two, it'd be awesome to see, like, Ty Ty go against Wheeler and Wheeler gets Damian Collins and Ty Ty gets Brooks. Or Sheba. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, it would just be fun to kind of pit these two together. Oh, man. You know what, TJ? That's a great idea. do a tournament. Do, like, a little two-on-two tournament. And then, like, hype it up, let the players talk trash to each other the week before and whatnot. There is there's ways to make this cool. You just got to get TJ involved. 
I uh, I might know a guy too that you can we can we can spread this along, this board along, pass it along. The it only thing they'd say is like, "Well, we can't go. We don't want injuries. We don't want injuries." It's like they can get hurt walking to class, you know. They're doing a dunk contest. You're, they can get yeah. absolutely, and, <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater kind of showed us that they could theoretically get hurt during the three point contest because he almost lost his leg in a non contact drill. Like injuries, freak injuries can happen. Yeah. Injuries can happen. Uh, I know there's probably some UK fans that are like, I don't need them doing a two on two tournament. No way. That's just a way to get them hurt. You can't live life in fear. Got to go out there. Make it happen. And tell them like, no, don't take each other's legs out if you're if somebody's going up for an alley oop. You can let that you can let that out. All right. Let's see. Our friend Haley Minogue just retweeted something. Based oh. on the information collected over the last year, the federal investigation of the disappearance of Crystal Rogers, FBI Louisville is now conducting several searches in the Woodlawn Springs subdivision. There we go. Something's happened. Hmm. So I th- okay, I thought uh, to be fair. There's my one for the day. Thought it was going to maybe be a little juicier, but I, I thought it's something. It was too. Something. Because remember they went, they were. They found some. They, they found, found some stuff, remains, and then we didn't. But we I guess it was nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing came from it. Yeah, that whole thing's so sad. Everything in Bargetown that happened what five years ago for the most part. Maybe even longer ago. Mm-hmm. Probably so for some of them, but you know it was like a string of different. It was like one yeah, thing after another this, after yeah, another. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. Just tragedy after tragedy. Uh, all right, sorry. Thought that was going to be. Maybe a little bit more more well, good into producing something. So, yeah. So they're not going to do that. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing on tickets. I'm sure they're refunding or at least giving you the option for what they'll have planned on later. Seems like you do have a little bit of an inside scoop with this stuff. Do you know when they would be doing it, Roush? Or at least what they're thinking. Uh, I, that I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I don't have a general time frame, but I would assume they would want to do it before Big Blue Madness. Assume they would need to. And those dates yeah. got announced previously, right? I mean, wouldn't it be a good idea? I don't know if they're doing camp out or not. I don't know if that got announced. Wouldn't it be a good idea to do it like the Friday night the, be after a, camp yeah, out? It'd be amazing. Like once you, or well, yeah, yeah, or you just do it like Friday at noon after tickets are distributed, and you say like, before you leave, pop on in a memorial. The noon would be tough, so maybe right, not the most right. ideal timing there. But yeah, I agree. I do it a Thursday night before camp tickets are distributed. Be a good time. Yeah. Then they'd probably wonder would that take some of the the wind out of the sails of Big Blue Madness? Maybe. Maybe it would. But look, Big Blue Madness is getting a little stale if we're gonna be honest anyways. Some would say it's been stale for a while. Some would say. So. Yes. Not oh, many people, just no, some people. Yeah, just some people. Uh Terry, did you uh did you see this? Did you hear this? I, I would need to see it or hear it first. <laughs> oh, is that how that works? Yeah, I can't just read your mind. Did you see BTI's list of the no top fifty or no? It was he ranked every single Mark Stoops one. I didn't see it. It was pretty great and also bad at the same time because it's a perfect time. Like this week sucks from a we're getting new things capacity. Like I, I'm going back to the bank for old interviews with freshmen that I got at media day that I'm unveiling this week. But like the, the football teams would be in lockdown mode as far as giving us something new. So BTI went and ranked every single Mark Stoops victory. And I think that it is pretty clear that there are five or six that really stand out above the rest. 
where and, and then there's like a hodgepodge in between. He ticked me off with some of them, like throwing some out and making some more important than other. Like the Louisiana Lafayette game, I remember that well. Boom Williams scores first touchdown, new stadium. Like that's pretty memorable. You know, seventy five yards untouched. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but taking that, I think the I, my question for you is what what are your your top six Kentucky football wins? Because I think it's clear they've been separated. Awesome against his game winner against Mississippi State. C.J. Conrad's walk-off win at Missouri. You have the Bud Dupree pick six. You also have, of course, Omar's fumble, the Citrus Bowl win, and the victory at Florida. Do you have a specific pecking order? The win against Lamar is number one. I think any list that doesn't have that number one. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. They were 28-point favorites against your rival, and you went into their house and you literally stunned the the entire crowd. Even the UK fans at times were just like, "What is what happened here? That's number one, and it's really almost a non-starter. And wow. was the symbol of the turning in the rivalry. Louisville got the next year, but look what happened after that. It's, it's like a hundred to two. Yeah, uh, quite literally. And then after that, it's kind of I think it's totally personal preference. That that win down in the swamp would mean so much to a lot of folks. Would you put it second, or would you put Citrus Bowl second? I think I'd probably go the win at the swamp second. You mm-hmm. don't get the Citrus Bowl game if you don't win at the swamp for for that Florida game. So I think Florida second probably would go Citrus Bowl there with the third one and. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's all it's that, all subjective it's, in right. terms of what it meant to you, who you're with, the memories you made, mm-hmm. that sort of deal. But if, I think if we're trying to be as objective as possible, that Kentucky win in 2016 at U of L was really significant for the program, really significant for recruiting, and obviously kind of turned the tides with. U of L's entire program, to be honest with you, because they were starting to get pretty frustrated with Bobby Petrino. Comes back for 2017. I mean, that year. was that supposed was, to be their year. Yeah, you know, they were fifth in the playoff rankings for most of the season. Yep, That's, and then uh, they lost the week before, and then boom. Yeah, so I think I think that one most folks would have to have that one, but then beating Penn State on a on a New Year's Day bowl in front of a national audience and. I, the only thing that kind of steams me about that one is that like Kentucky should have blown them out and embarrassed Penn State. It, it, Kentucky took their foot off the gas, and they still got the win, and it was still fun, and Benny Snell well, set the record, and it was a memorable, I, very, very memorable game. I just don't think it was more important just, than Florida or U of I love that that was your answer because in BTI's mind, you know, he's th- he thinks with with that like he's taking emotion out of the equation. You can't on paper beating a brand name like Penn State on New Year's Day should be number one. He had that as the number one game. My uh, my answer is different. That's the Florida game, just because it had never happened. And you were I spent most of that game just waiting for the moment for it to screw up, you know? Yeah. Like we've been snake bit so often that I felt like it really lifted a weight off the program's shoulders. And I just I love that you said Louisville though, because it, it, it shows that there is a I mean, it's all subjective, you know, when you're you're ranking the best wins. Like, it comes down to feeling. And I know, particularly for fans in the city of Louisville, that win means more to most people than, than any other win ever will. Mm-hmm. Because of the just 28-point underdogs, never saw it coming, and really could just shut them the hell up. So, uh, yeah, I, 
we we can you know you can split hairs with all this stuff, but I do I did enjoy that we all have kind of different answers. But I still like as much fun as it is to say beating Penn State in the Citrus Bowl, like that's that's a big deal. Like you're right, they should have beat the crap out of them. <laughs> they should have, you know, uh, that would have been cool too. But the win itself was and big. like you can't Penn State about that. You don't have like pent up hate for Penn State, really. Like James Franklin sucks, and Stu- you know. You, you at least had that time at Vandy when he ran up the score on Stoops, and so there was some animosity there. But when you play Florida and Louisville every year, it means more when you beat them and the stakes are higher. It just does. It just does. Yeah. I I, I agree with you. And um, I think what we got to remember, though, it's a it's a 49 games that you could rank. Mm-hmm. It uh, there's probably a few more on there that we wish that made that number a little bit higher. A few that got away. Still only eleven away from uh, Tyne Bear Bryant school record. So many that, and who know, like not completely crazy that he could get close to that this year. If he got to it, woohoo, that'd be awesome. But not impossible that he gets pretty close to it this year. No, yeah, is, I mean, like you could, you'd see it. 10 win season. I mean, like, that you could was see a I saw regular season. You get and then, to the bowl game and, and then you, you win 11. Yeah. yeah which, because that was Ron Leaf's prediction. I saw that one uh, roll out the other day. I need more positive Ryan Leaf UK football predictions. Need them. <laughs> <laughs> is that an on three production? No, Ryan Leaf is. I think he's still ESPN. Somebody. Somebody. I think he's still ESPN. Bueller. Oh, Jay Keller is a coworker now. Yeah, coworker Jay. He's got a podcast with Outsider, which is uh, his sister. Like it's not on three, but you know they're the same umbrella. Gotcha. Yeah, I. I know you need some Jay Keller. I can't. Takes. I can't wait to see what Jay says. See what Jay say. I think his Twitter account is like what Jay tweets or something like that, or Jay has to say, or it's something something like that. Then he recently almost get canceled for something. Or he like didn't want mask or something. People got mad at well, him. I don't know. Yeah, I can't I keep so. up with all that stuff. Yeah, but good for good for Ryan Leaf to be Dick Kentucky to yeah. be really good at football. But it is a reminder. I, I bring it up several times. Like it's a lot of really fun UK football memories. And Roush, before Stoops got there, you and I could pick the LSU and Louisville games from 2007. Yeah, Maybe the Georgia, the Georgia game. game. Yeah, that there was, was a couple of them. Yeah, um, you had some memories. You had Auburn, but like I, none of them are as nearly as vivid as these are. Yeah, you know. So, and and I think what's really incredible about all this is well, think maybe. about. Maybe the LSU and Louisville and seven, but besides but those, think about the kids who are you know, in college now, what they've grown up with. They've grown up with nothing but great. I mean, not no, exclusively, but. They've had a lot of really fun wins to hang their hats on, and uh, and, it, and it feels like that the it, the climb is not done. That the, the it's not complete. This is not this is far from a finished product. So exciting things on the horizon. But what I do appreciate is that BTI is BTI. So naturally, he's going to rank all of the losses today. Which I don't know how you rank the losses. I guess the worst losses would be number one. So probably Florida and seventeen. Like the ones that stung the most. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think Florida and seventeen, Tennessee and eighteen's got to be way up there. Um, Tennessee. I, I, I mean, would even A and M and eighteen was just like 
crap. Like, we didn't play well. You left that A&M game. It was like, crap. We did not play well. And we still and we kind of went in, like, just wide-eyed, happy to be there. But we were better, Gosh, We should have won. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, if that game's in Lexington and you don't come away with the win on that one, we're You're all pretty frustrated. Yeah. I think we were just so happy to have, you know, to have be having a good season. And they they say at A&M that, like, you know, UK fans showed up in a way that only the, the top of the top fan bases show up. Sankey called out UK fans going to Texas A&M after that. So many of them showed up. But, yeah, they should have won that one. That one's definitely up there. The 14 loss to Louisville where uh, who oh, was Marcus McWilson McWilson. just drops the oh, interception man. that clinches the game. UK was out-talented in that game in a big way, but UofL had some quarterback issues. Yeah, Kyle and, Bowen has to come in and just throw it up to Devontae Parker. And – Gosh, Kentucky played so hard and, and came up just a little bit short in that one. Kicked that, their ass before the game, too. That Throwing one hurt. Some haymakers. That yeah, was awesome. It was a good time. Um, the, the one that actually that ended up could be in number one is the overtime in the swamp. Boom Williams scores, mm-hmm. and then they don't call the delay of game. But I, I think that would probably still be second to the wide receivers not being covered. No, I think I'd have the the overtime game. Because Kentucky outplayed them in that one too. I think I'd have that one number, probably number one. It's just the the one the other game was at home, Gosh, and you really was... felt like you're better. And then to make matters worse, you had you were you were still going to win. You set up the game winning field goal. McGinnis was to come in and bang in another one, and then they call stupid holding penalty. Yeah, it, like it, I mean that game ridiculous. Just... Uh, and then let's not like the Georgia 2018 game stunk too. Like yeah. again, you know we were somewhat wide eyed, but. Gosh, you were right there. Beautiful day. Just a gorgeous, perfect day. You're playing for the SEC East. That Kroger Field, yep. the atmosphere, the pregame oh, man, atmosphere. The pregame was great. But Just, whenever whenever uh Swift made that juke on Mike Edwards, yeah. I mean like Mike Edwards doesn't get broke off like that. And gosh, he just made one move and left him in the dust. Whew. That was when you're like, oh gosh, we might we might have a little bit too much on our hands. Um, <laughs> man. Oh, and the the one play we forgot was Lynn Bowden in Tennessee at the goal line. Oh gosh, God, that's gotta that, be that's top five easy. Yeah, that that actually since I have For early a team access that to his like list, he is that three. A, a team that doesn't get remembered probably the way that it should. That was heart crushing. That stunk. Mm-hmm. And you just felt like, yeah, they're going to get it. Like, we're going to score. We're going to rip out Tennessee's heart. We're at home. This is going to feel good. Because it was just what that team did when they needed to get an extra couple yards. They found a way to get an extra couple yards. And Lynn probably made a bad bad decision, one of his few, uh, not, return, not regarding punching people in the face before a game. But, you know, we respect Lynn for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and- one stung. Yeah. Gosh. That was bad. There, uh, there's a lot. Uh, I ended up pulling up his list. That so, like one game that I, he's going to have ranked way too low that he probably doesn't even recall is that that first game at Mississippi State in uh, like 13 when Stoops lost his mind on the onside kick call. Like he he doesn't have that one in there, and that one's very memorable. It was Thursday night, Dan Mullen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like the Dak game, you didn't feel very bad about. Like that was like almost like a good loss. You're like, hey, we played when Mississippi with State was number the one. number one team in the country. Yeah, and that was when like you know Stoops was getting his feathers. We were we were. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But two that I just we we completely forgot. Um, Music City Bowl, Benny Snell, where you get the two point conversion, you win. 
Yeah, and then just the circumstances of that game, and Kentucky still fought back. That one stunk, and that was the same day that UK beat U of L in basketball. It just would have made for a nice oh, little catter. Shea Gill just had like thirty points. The and then the the worst of the worst. It, I mean, it's it was maybe the most embarrassing. I don't I don't know which one's more embarrassing. Is it Western Kentucky or Southern Miss? Uh, more embarrassing probably would just be like a time that a team like hung a thousand on us, but I would say Southern Miss. Yeah, at least that like Western had Bobby Petrino. They you were good that year. The Western was, game the, the year before was embarrassing when they did the double yes, pass to yes, beat you. Like yes. that is just lowest of low. But Southern Miss, when you're up, how much are they up oh, by at halftime? They were about like 21 points at halftime, and then lost. That little trick play. Well, yeah, that was that was my sister-in-law's wedding night, and like I was obviously gonna be watching on my phone a little bit, but I was like, oh, we're. We're made in the shade. We're killing them. And then, you know, got to a point where I'd start being a little bit more social, but keep an eye on it and be like, okay, don't like that. What the uh, hell? Uh, okay, I'm going to go back and sit down and watch this. And then it got to a point where, like, other people started to notice throughout the wedding, and it turned into a big thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just stunk, and they lost. And no, 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 no. That wasn't fun at all. Yeah, I uh... – Western Kentucky has a really bad U.K. team. It just stunk. It was Bobby Petrino. The uh, that team too that lost to, like, as far as actual players in the two deep, Southern Miss actually had more pros than that 2014 Kentucky team. Like Nick Mullins started in Monday Night Football. Their quarterback, Ito Smith, still playing in the NFL. Yeah. You know, like they they is actually there, did is have there anybody some else besides those. I mean, big two. No, yeah, yeah. The, no, there's. Uh, I think they had a, a safety and a receiver. I just didn't know if there's any memorable like names that you could point no, out. No, and like I just forgot that they were on that team. Biggest one. That happens I, often I know they had a receiver. But like obviously, you know, Mike Edwards is like a freshman. Yeah. You know. But it is a fun little content item. All right, let's take a break. We're gonna get back to the text line. Before we do, I want to remind you about the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. It's over here off exit four in southern Indiana, indoor climate. You desperately would want that for the weather that we've had. Hit the range. Get some, get some tips, get some golf advice from Bobby Cook himself, or play any of the virtual courses, which are a lot of fun if you've never done that. Beat the heat and get to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. Go to bobbycookgolfacademy.com or call 812-913-4415. We'll be right back to get to the text line. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on Big X Sports Radio's Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Justin's a big country guy. He knows oh, some yeah. of these songs. I yeah. know all the songs. Yeah, Luke Combs. I, I like Luke Combs. How does She Got the Best of Me go, Justin? She got it. the best of me. <laughs> <laughs> Broke <laughs> my heart. She got the best of me. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Well, karaoke from our boy Hoosier Scoozer Dingus, which uh, was good. Not, not good. No, no I knew exactly no, what you were talking about. It I, I, was that you still singing there as you faded out? <laughs> 
It was just like it. Yeah. Didn't didn't know that you, you were ca- catch on to that. Yeah, it was good. I like what you did there. You know, it's also good is when you can save twenty percent buying a diamond ring. I'd take twenty percent. Yeah, I'd take twenty percent off just about anything. That is a crazy deal. <laughs> Outlandish. They would give you that much money off. Yep, a GI certified diamond ring as a matter of GI uh, certified. Yeah, and you, you know, can't get that every day. You know, some of those diamond rings they can run high. So imagine taking twenty percent of that price and saying you get to keep that. Insanity. That's, that's for you. You can put that towards the wedding or the honeymoon, whatever it wow. may be. That's what Genesis Diamonds willing to do for you. They're on Shelbyville Road. They're next to Trader Joe's. And who doesn't want twenty percent off? GIA certified diamond rings. Hey, I heard you all say last week that since this is such a good deal that I should go get one. That's going to be a big negative. No, just, you could get one and just have it on yeah, I know, layaway. I, just to have it for when you need it. I know, but and I then won't, you can won't sit, need it. Then you can tell whoever it is that like the the day I met you, I went and got a ring because I knew you were the one. And they or may I, find that romantic. Or mm-hmm. I could tell her it's vintage because I bought it 35 years ago. <laughs> How old are you going to be when you get married? 65 sounds okay. about right, yeah. Retirement age. That's your yeah. reti- I'm going to retire to get married. That's right. <laughs> I don't want to spend 50 years with a woman, but 20 seems doable. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that attitude, 20 is too many. <laughs> you, never, you never know. You never know, Justin. Maybe the woman of your dreams will sweep you off your feet. I'm waiting. Well, they... Quite she, literally. She'd be doing the sweeping. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I said what I said. <laughs> Let's get back to the text line, 502-414-1450. Hot take, Malice in the Palace documentary, highly overrated. All parties look stupid in this, petty fighting, waste of airtime on Netflix. Wow. The whole situation was stupid and petty. Well, but I the documentary is probably awesome. I will say, if you saw any of the fight, yes, Texter. I mean, we we would probably I mean, like, know this that. This is also somebody too who's probably never like been in a dust up in a sporting event, or like is one of those that thinks that fighting is stupid no matter what. And it's like no, the like having a team with guys who are little loose cannons to like you know borderline gets in a, is willing to get in a scuffle at any time. Having that edge is good to a team. They just had three of those dudes. The Pacers did. And that, that's part of the documentary is like they talk about building kind of this powder keg. And you know what? I had even forgotten that Reggie Miller was still on that team. And that ended up being his last year. Um, oh, I didn't realize it was last year now looking back at it. And that's prob- that's part of the thing that makes it sad is how like that – I mean th- – they were built to uh, – they lost to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, and in that game they were beating the snot out of them. And they could have very well – they had a team that could have won it all, and instead they blew up. And it, it also uh, – the thing I did like about it, though, is it's like David Stern was just – instead of making the fans who were like the instigators of it all and the biggest jerks, he would just blamed it on the players because that was the media. Like that, that was the that was what everybody did back then. These thugs and it was real hot in the streets when we were young too, Terry. We loved to hear our people on like cable news yeah. telling us about how video games and like hip hop rap music was gonna ruin our lives. The 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 greatest generation also was <laughs> Yeah. <I'm> very uh <laughs> They stereotyped. Yeah. Not not just African Americans or black kids, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. Um, 
It's hip hop music. I, I do. Gosh, just the, thugs. Like there was I mean, a lot that didn't of thugs. Really wind, you know, like the thugs and like punk stuff didn't really wind down to like the uh, what do you call them? The aughts. Really, like 2010. I feel like is yeah. when people were like, eh, okay. Enough of the thug talk. And it's like those like end of the Tennessee teams. Really, it was like, eh, okay. Let's uh, stop back this language a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Here. Like I, I don't know that if we know exactly. I, I don't know if we know exactly what we're saying necessarily. Right. Right. Like, it was just. Marky. I mean, but I you get learn, that, you live, and you learn. But it's it's like, guys, we kids are going to be fine. We're not going to be have our rot lives ruined because these thug NBA players. I forgot that's when the where the dress code came from Gosh, too. And I, I do. I you're right. Like, and I that that was the the narrative was just like school shootings are happening because of violent video games. It's like no, no. I just I wonder how much oh. it's just like we're looking to blame something like we we need a scapegoat and you know what we're this is an other thing this is not what we do so we're gonna blame it on something else and not ourselves. I feel like we I feel like we're drawing parallels to our current situation, um, but that gosh, growing up in that environment, Roush, it was not good. But then I kept thinking like probably growing up in this environment is probably even worse though, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Hopefully those kids growing up now will be like, remember when everybody's just super mean and hated each other and just blamed everybody for everything. And yeah, that sucked. I'm glad everybody's nicer now. Probably won't have that happen, but would be nice if it did though. Yeah, it would be They'll, great. they'll be just great. grow up and remember how many times they didn't have to go to school and had to learn virtually. Probably. And they'll yeah. probably be like, I is dumb. <laughs> See, my roommate said something to that effect last night. He was like, the kids these days are going to grow up and be so dumb. And I looked at him and I said, dude, everyone's dumb. That's true. I was like, regardless of generation, there are dumb people hey, but everywhere. Your, your roommate's point, do we want to get dumber? That's, do I don't, we want to get see, dumber? See, that's, that's where I don't know if we can get dumber. Uh, yeah. There's countries that uh, shockingly may be dumber than we are. I've literally never heard all boys school outside of dead poet society. Trust me, having girls in school is the only good part of high school. Correct. It's a perspective thing, I'm sure. But I I did disagree with Roush a little bit yesterday. Like, I would have probably been fine going to high school with girls. There were nice parts about not doing it. But if you made me pick between the two, probably would have picked girls but I wanted to go to San X, so that's that. They, that was not on the table. I tell you what, guys, having girls in class, heck of a lot better than just being able to freely do your thing, like fart. Oh, I no, yeah. Like, I, I would. You much, know, we referenced gas yesterday. I would I much rather have a different caveat to the conversation. Would much rather have some eye candy than to just be able to fart freely. We had teachers. it's probably a good point actually (laughs) there were some some lookers uh texter says tj terrible take on the little league i'd literally do just about anything to go back to those days spending every day with my friends playing the sport i love yeah but baseball sucks so boom roasted but the thing is you would have been hopefully spending those days with friends that you loved Doing other things. Doing other things. Like we, our, my days as a middle school kid around Little League time, it was you sleep in until about 11, you eat uh, like way more food than I eat in a day now, and then you go play basketball. When it gets hot, you swim, and then you dry off, you go play some more basketball, maybe ride some bikes, go swim again, go over to somebody else's house. Much more fun than baseball practice. Yeah, I, um, agree with you that was that you kind of summed up my childhood as well 
Yeah, yes, obviously having a chance to go far in Little League would be an amazing experience and opportunity. But I also just don't think, like, if I had a kid, I don't know if I'd want my, like, 11-year-old being trained, drilled, yelled at every day for, like, a six-month period. Like, I'd want them to just kind of— sports teams would do, like, two-a-days. They would pack their lunches and just spend six hours in a baseball I swear I feel like it was somebody maybe at one of your derby parties that knew the Valley sports situation a little bit better that were telling me about some of their, like, their routines. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds like military. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Borderline. And then that's kind of what I was alluding to yesterday is, like, how good those kids are, like, how robotically good that they are. It's like this has been drilled into them Mm -hmm. as 12- and 11-year-olds. Pretty impressive. But also equally like, yeah. But yes, I, I I would text her. I don't I'm not saying I would not want to go to the little leagues. I just don't think it's like all pros. I do think there's some cons with it. What's your favorite NFL future win total for this upcoming season? Well, I'm glad you asked. Oh, yeah, I've got to make those today. It is the under Oh gosh, I had it. Let's see if I can pull it up. Oh. I'm I'm trying to sit here and think who the hell's looked at NFL win totals already. Oh, NFL win totals. I yeah. thought it was college football win totals. No, college football win totals. Just take the the Louisville under. Yeah, I've got um, the NFL ones. I don't study up as much, and like it's a lot harder for me to find guaranteed wins and losses like I can in college football. Like you, a lot of your work gets done for you, and you really just have to choose between four or five toss up games. So. Um, I like the LSU under under eight and a half. Um, in college football for college, yeah, yeah, that's a that, that's what I'm really liking. Uh, and UK over, but I, I mean, there's a lot of juice on that over too. You aren't going to get much out of it, but hey, money's money. Take it while you can. Everybody does like uh, everybody does like money. Huh. I don't even have to look past the first one on the list. Take Chiefs over twelve and a half for sure. Thirteen. I'd agree with that. Patty, Patty Mahomes is convinced they're going 20-0. 13-4. 13-4. Yeah. Oh. That's cake. They won't lose four times in the regular season. Yeah, I don't know their schedule, but I, I agree with Justin. <laughs> like it. Like it. Uh, Texter says, so does Roush. D- Roush, does the sales have a men's league you participate in every Sunday? Yeah. Every Sunday night for the next like. I wish St. X did something like that. Before COVID, they had a, just like some pickup stuff, which was fun, mm-hmm. but nothing regular. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty before good stuff. COVID, I was hooping twice a week, and especially because like it's uh you know you get a good swath of like you know there's a team of guys that's like four years older than me. You know, there's one yeah, of guys like fun. two years older, and then there's one of guys that are like two years younger. So it you should know, be teams kinda... or just like the classes. Like you're with oh, not, or 2010 guys. Yeah. And then if you can't get enough, obviously. And that's kind of generally that. how we get, Yeah, that would you know, be fun. That sounds, team up, that sounds like know. an absolute hoot. Yeah. Uh, I You know, when we were in high school, you didn't do this because you were playing real basketball, but they had like a CSAA, like a Catholic high school league yeah. for your churches. Oh, I went to some of those games, yeah. They were, they were first off, competitive. Secondly, they were awesome. We lost in the championship game, which was a heartbreaker. But those were really – why not do that for like men's, like a Catholic men's league? Like St. Rayfield, you got, but you got to be you got to be a parishioner. You got to be a part of the church. Man, would you get that many good ball players though? That's where some wouldn't, and you know what? That sucks, and you're gonna get beat by fifty. <laughs> All Man, in the name of, the, but you know, it's for a good cause. I went to a game at like Saint Barnabas. Is that yeah? That sound right? Yeah, you maybe when it's all me. Yeah, and man, 
the one team that I was there cheering for, I mean, they were so bad. What team was it? Maybe St. A's. Okay, yeah. There are some good. There are some good teams because you know there are people that Rita, like there, one of the two. There they were, were bad. Really good football or basketball players, right? Who are uh, or baseball? That'd be like I just I'd want to do this. This is fun. It's not real basketball where I'm having to wake up early in the morning each and every day, mm-hmm. but we're still getting the opportunity to play competitive sports and but, have have refs there and scoreboard. You yeah. know, it's fun. It's fun when the the lights turn on their sticks. It was a great time. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says. So, or I can remember exactly where I was when I watched the Pistons versus the Pacers brawl live on TV. My brother had a ton of friends over, and we couldn't believe what we were watching. It was so wild and outlandish that people were actually asking if this was real life. The whole scenario really is insane and great. Ron Artest was on a mission. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was yeah. for it. See, I Similar had situation. a St. X basketball jamboree game that following morning against St. Raphael. I, th- I think you would have been a year older. Though. I think it was going into my sixth grade year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Cause, and that was the only game we lost all year. It was huh. at like 9 a.m., 8 a.m., and it, it was our first jamboree. You were and, pretty familiar uh, with losing to the Giants. Oh, suck it. Uh, but I remember waking up and seeing Sports Center, and I just watched it nonstop. Like, my dad had to, like, pry me off away from the television. No, oh, it was unreal. That coverage was, like, it was, like, you were getting different angles and different and parts of the fight. In the and documentary, you'll notice that it's a pretty updated graphics package, too. Like, it's the Sports Center. It's not like, it's kind of reminiscent of gotcha. what it looks so like it, today. It was probably like state of the art. Yeah, like brand new, yeah. like a year or two old at the time. Gotcha. Um, but man, yeah, I watched that. It was like wall to wall watching that nonstop. I would guess at some point I would. I'll probably watch that documentary, but I don't have it on my immediately uh, my immediate list to watch. Aside from wins and losses, is there a more memorable sports moment in our lifetimes? Besides wins and losses, yeah. Besides your team winning a game or losing a game, like championship games, throw those aside. Yeah. Game aside, is there a more memorable sports moment in our lifetimes? <sighs> wait, 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 like you, we, we can talk about plays in the game, right? Or you're talking. Because th- that, that I think fits he's a- I think he's saying without the X's and O's. Yeah, no X's and O's. That's 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 gotta it's gotta be the boob. No, the boob at the Super Bowl halftime show. That's true. Jane that's Jackson's a good one. Boob. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. But I think Malice at the Palace is maybe more. Yeah, but I was also like ten years old. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, no that, that, that's, a, that's another good example. Um, but there uh, are many. Jor uh, Bush's pitch after 9-11. Oh, that was awesome. It was yeah. pretty good. And that was uh, – everybody was watching that too. My buddy says Mike Tyson biting off Holyfield's deer. Yeah, but I mean, that was, I was too young That was part that. of the play. That was part of the play. <laughs> part of the play. Count. Can't count it. This is, a very, a good, this is a obscure, one. and it probably doesn't count in this little game we're playing, but whenever – I didn't realize the cocktail party was that big, but whenever Georgia had all of their players oh, run to the end zone and dance to celebrate that first score, that was, was so good. That That's was, what college sports are all about. <laughs> so and you just awesome. like if you did that today, it'd be like the outrage of all outrages. It's like Joe Buck whenever Randy Moss mooned the guy. Oh, He's like, gosh. oh god, it's just. I'm so sorry people had to see that on TV. <laughs> Somebody mock pulled down their pants. <laughs> Oh, man, we're doing a lot of good nostalgia radio this morning. Yeah, we're all over the place. The texture says, since Nick is afraid to ask, I went ahead and took care of the beer question to Mitch. I couldn't, and then they sent in some pictures. I couldn't really tell exactly what was going on with Maybe all that stuff going on there. Maybe they just talked to him at the alumni luncheon? 
No, so basically he called him out on Twitter and tagged him and said, can we drink beer at football games yet? So didn't really ask the hard-hitting questions, let Twitter do it for him. Well, Twitter, it, he's not going to respond. Right. <laughs> Had one but person respond to my little mini Mitch Barnhart rant yesterday saying, well, why don't you just go cheer for U of L then? <laughs> and then somebody else was like, "It's he's the best athletic director. I, I will, I, I'm going to push back a little bit on one Mitch Barnhart thing. I, I Again, I give him, we have, we have always given him credit for the job that he's done at UK in terms of transforming some but I'm going to push back on like the facelift of facilities because the amount of money UK gets from the SEC college football playoff, their you know their cut of all that, the bowl games and stuff, you you have to spend that money. You have to upgrade mm-hmm. your facilities if you're not doing like what else are you? you I thought you were going to also push back by saying the baseball stadium sucks. You're not the Bengals or the Reds. Like ruin you, your atmosphere there. Well, they messed up with the baseball stadium. Yeah. They, they they messed up, one, not having just like a general mission party zone. And then if you're not going to have that, if you're not going to have that, then why the hell would you take it off campus or away from the dorms? Yeah. But it is really nice. Like, they did a good job with the facility. It's just you kind of took away the things people like about baseball. But the one thing you kept is Kentucky still stinks. So not in, not a good not, – not good there. All right. Uh, Texter says, need some help, fellas. If you could only pick one of either the Missouri or the Florida game, which would you pick? Already going to be L- already going to LSU the week after Florida. I know Missouri will be a big revenge game, but it still feels like the lesser of the two. We'll go to the Missouri game and then by get excited. Oh, well, he's saying Missouri it. is lesser than the two of Florida and Missouri, and that's true. Like Florida is a bigger name. At the end of the season, if they if Kentucky beat both of them, we probably remember that Florida win better because it'd be the first win at in Lexington in a really, really long time against the Gators. Be a lot yeah. of times people's folks first times being able to watch UK beat Florida in person for the first times in their life. But I'm just telling you, kind of doing the risk reward, taking into account the games, part of the schedule, the season, you're not going to want to not be there on September eleventh for that UK Missouri game. I'm just letting everybody know that while there's still tickets available, you are not going to want to miss being with 60,000 other Americans remembering the 20th anniversary of the worst tragedy of our lives. And then also UK fans first real time to kind of lock arms and say, Hey, we're back. This is mm-hmm. mostly all normal. the way back. This is mostly normal ish. Yeah. And I know UK has a game before, but that's a noon game. It's going to be hot. It's a bad opponent. I don't think it's going to be a sold out Kroger field. That second game that Florida one, bigger name, we probably remember it more at the end of the season if Kentucky does win that game, but you're going to want to be there on September 11th. I'm just – I've been telling folks that since oh, we got man. the date of the game. We'll probably get a cool flyover or something oh, too, yeah. the, the giant American flag. Oh, and if you don't think I'm wearing a bunch of USA stuff to that game. Yeah. Just, USA and UK? Yeah. Just, Maybe a UK hat with USA stuff or a USA hat with UK stuff. One do or the you have USA-themed pants? Shorts. Themed Pants or shorts? No, I don't think I do. You do I have do. those really blue shorts? I've got those. Penny uh, wears for every golf scramble. Not every one of them, but <laughs> they're just so comfy. They're just so, they're easily the most comfortable shorts that I've got. Um, I have USA soccer shorts, but I wouldn't wear those to the game. Mm. They don't have pockets. Oh, yeah, the bad, bad call. Mm-hmm. 
Short hey, Park. congrats to Racing Louisville, by the way, for winning the Women's Cup. I don't know if we mentioned that Oh, they that won that yesterday. game Saturday? Yeah, they, they, it went to the goalie portion of shootouts. Was awesome. <laughs> Wait, was awesome. Yeah, and I wasn't able to go to it because I was at that wedding, but like that's just seeing that. I don't care what level seeing of soccer it is. I don't care if it's a bunch other. of little kids. I don't care if it's the highest level professional. But this is racing Louisville for the first time ever in their history, taking on a European club, one of the best women's professional clubs ever. And it goes to the goalie portions of kick, <laughs> the PKs crazy. where the goalie comes, kicks the PK, and then has to go get back in the net to stop a PK. And what does our girl do? And a name escapes me. Apologies to her. Maybe I'll look that up here in a moment. But – she drills her kick and then comes back and gets the block. Lund is her last name. I can't remember her first yeah. name. But yeah, it was awesome. I mean, they each team only made two penalties in their first five kicks. Oh, man. So they had to go to sudden death. And every single time, it was yeah. just the craziest tie. Like, Louisville City would miss, and then Byron would hit it off the bar. It was like, what is happening here until they finally won? That was awesome. I was glad to be there. You were, oh yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah. That was a good, good, good win for Racing Louisville. All right, uh, but uh, definitely Missouri game between those two. Uh, speaking of, hey gents, a couple of quick questions: uh, Are y'all tailgating for the UK Mizzou game? I'm waiting on getting tickets mostly because of what policies will be put in place, but 99 percent will be at that game. Yes, it's not well, a bad strategy. It just kind of stinks for you to kind of have to be handcuffed to stuff that we don't know the answer to, despite the season starting in 11 days. All right, uh, two need to gauge how mad. I should really be in a mostly buddies and couple of frat bros fantasy league that we've had for about 15 years. Uh, now the new blast is nil colon gets in on the action. Six UK players get hit with charges. I, I, I guess that's their way of like trash talking. Yeah. Um, that's not very good trash talk. Uh, story sucks, but these will support Purdue Rutgers. Hate to say it. Vandy. And yes, an Oklahoma guy. Oh my gosh. Uh, I've been sending off some very heated texts to the group, but am overreacting or should I continue to tell those dingus boilermakers to suck it and suck it big time? Keep up the good work, Rocket City Rob. Rocket City Rob, don't let that stuff bother you. Don't even show them. Don't get heated with them. Just laugh about it and be like, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Then what you do is you turn it on your head and say, this is what real football teams do. I disagree. Keep telling the boilermakers to suck it. (laughs) Oh, man. What's going to happen when they beat you this year? Rocket City Indiana Rob. under win total the, to walk. Indiana's a football? Yeah. You're insane. Walk. Rocket walk. City Rob, the joy they get is in triggering you. Don't give them the reaction. Yeah, don't okay? do Please tell the wig punched in the face story. <laughs> Roush was wearing a wig. Somebody took exception to it, punched uh, him in the face. I was really feeling subconscious they about said, my hair. It was, it was another bald guy, and he said, you're disrespecting the bald community. Wow. Right in the kiss. Yeah, we'll tell that on Patreon sometime again. Yeah, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good story. Yeah, yeah, hell of a weekend. Hey, Krog here. What U of L dingus besides the Louisville man gets on your nerves the most, or is it the deputy only? He doesn't get on my nerves at all. He's pretty embarrassing, all things considered. And who gets who actually gets on my nerve? Um, Chris Hatfield, just because he's smart. Like he, like yeah. Chris and I, if we would probably enjoy. Yeah, when a you go back with and each forth, other, you're like, "Damn it, he got me." But he's just kind of like he's just a little poker, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah so uh, he's probably, but I, he, I, I have heard he's a good guy. I've, I don't think I've actually ever met him in the person. Thing is, is but most, if we're talking about getting on your nerves, he would be the one that. Well, because gets he's on actually your nerves. like a formidable foe. Most of them are just idiots, correct? You know, Perfectly. like like some Perfectly of the so. stuff oh, you hear on there, you're like, "God, they're saying that." Like when John Ramsey says they're going to win nine games, you just <laughs> you, like you want to go give him a hug more yeah, than anything. Yeah, like, exactly. Bless uh, your heart, you sweet, you sweet soul. 
Oh, good gosh. stuff. Morning, fellas. With the season getting ready to kick off, I was wondering if you all had any game day rituals or traditions you do each Saturday. I have to wear a pair of lucky UK socks, and if I'm watching from home, I got a pregame with Grove Street Party and some hot wings. What do you all like to do? I mean, those are all things I like to do. I don't know if I have any like strict uh, permanent I, I pregame to a, traditions. I have to have at least one beer in the parking lot beforehand. Just uh, naturally. Well, one or twelve, and then I do uh, two for Montreux. Before listening. kickoff <laughs> happens, there's like thirty minutes where I just don't talk to people. Like I have to like just not well, like turn my brain off. That's when the drunkenness starts to hit in, you feel yeah. kind of there's like a, paranoid ooh, a little, little bit. Do people know because <laughs> <laughs> they smell <laughs> on me. That was the beer can in your back pocket. But it's it's almost like whenever you see the guys who just put their headphones in and get in this. Like I just have to have time to like myself get in my zone. Yeah, I'm. I I don't have any rituals per se, but music, apparel, all yeah. the all the things you said, Texter. John here. Good morning to all. Tell me, guys, have you seen the show on Showtime called Your Honor? It's a great show starring Brian Cranston, aka Walter White. Hey, the Little Caesars crazy console is delicious. Oh my gosh, just a little less than two weeks away from seeing the Cats live. Let's go, BBN. Did you ever watch that show? No, I haven't watched either I heard, one. I heard the Your Honor is really good. Also, Little Caesars is gross, and John, we're just, Caesars. we're just as excited about the season. Are we? Are we calling Will? Levi's or Will Levis Levi jeans because I think that's hilarious. Let's go jeans. Yeah, I'm in on that. Little bring like a pair of jorts flags didn't, we can wave in the. Didn't in the you stand. start that? I think you started that. I did. I also started Catterday, but I don't get the credit for that either. But that was over a decade ago. All right, Vito. This was first the wanton endangering charges and now a marijuana charge. I definitely want to hear the football player's side of the story, but it seems like Vito needs to be suspended half the season slash season or kicked off the team. Unacceptable. No, you can't get upset about the marijuana charge. That's It's literally the equivalent of a slap on the wrist. Now, the other stuff, you're right, we got to find the truth with that. And then his punishment or lack thereof, I think is will be determined on that. But the little marijuana charge, who cares? Yeah, if, if you got mad at uh... – Every football player, if you wanted every football player that smoked weed off the team. Or just UK student athlete. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have any. <laughs> well, I don't, I wouldn't say you wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't say you wouldn't have any, but I think some folks would maybe be surprised by the number that would be asked to, the, uh, to not participate. That's the thing John was talking about the crazy yeah, calzone. I'm never putting anything from Little Caesars in my mouth again. It's fantastic pizza, but this little wrap up thing they have seems like a bit much. Not fantastic pizza, but that looks fun. Just have another company do that, and I'm all <laughs> in for it. I fall for the pizza gimmicks all the time. A uh, which, by the way, you've got everybody on that chacaroni. So, Papa John's, come send us something. Trevor oh. was like, I can't believe how big this pizza is. Oh, wait. It's, wait so it is back, right? The chacaroni? Yeah, yeah. And people didn't did it the first time? Right? If you haven't gotten the chacaroni, get the chacaroni. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. A texture says, beer, or a uh, texture says, in regard to the stadium mass mandate, have they specified what a crowded area is? I assume it's in... I assume it's in and around us peasants. They haven't said squat. They're, they're probably going to wait till Monday. Just a joke. Until after like Mark Shoup's talk, so we don't. And then we're, or if they do it before, we'll ask him about it, and he'll say that's above my pay grade. No, oh, it's gonna be stupid. I bet. Uh, beer at the Krogh this year, or just for the rich people in the suites who don't have to wear a mask? Uh, well, we wouldn't be able to. Us peasants wouldn't be able to wear them because the mask would get in the way. What if? What if they said? What if they were just like, when with you all having to wear your mask, we figured no need drink. to drink because the mask will be in the way. <laughs> no, they they kind of eased on mask stuff later in the season last year, and if they do any sort of mask mandate, I do anticipating them being super lax with the whole thing. Uh, but the lack of beer, mm-hmm. just a joke. 
Uh, what's your all's favorite Disney Channel movie? I know TJ's probably the look of the Irish, and Nick is blank check. I'd go with Holes or the 13th Year. Truly some bangers in that movie catalog. Oh, first Halloween things first, town. you name two movies that aren't even Disney Channel movies. <laughs> Holes was a major motion picture, and blank check might have been blank check might have been straight to VHS, but that was not a Disney Channel movie. Suck at texture. Secondly, I would say probably Brink. Brink or the famous Jet Jackson. Those are both pretty great. It was released by Walt Disney Pictures. Yeah, but it oh, wasn't yes. like... Yeah, they, they were Disney movies, but not Disney Channel. Completely different. You're things. talking about Disney Channel originals. Yeah. Yes, gotcha. Uh, I would probably say Luck of the Irish. Uh, Halloween Town, obviously. Amazing. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, know I'm forgetting one besides Brink that was really good right around that time. But um, but Brink was, you know, Team Puppinsuds for life. Team Puppinsuds. Gosh, Disney Channel had some good ones. All right, we're out of time. Also, the the du- double teamed. You can't mention a Disney team original without mentioning double teamed. Yeah, the 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 the, the move of all moves. The, the heel pump. Yep, those girls, they were tough to guard. All right, <laughs> uh, that's all. Thanks for all the text today. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Everybody have themselves a great Tuesday. I need a love.